How to stop looking at porn for smart, family-oriented men who want to learn to sustainably let go of porn in a way you can enjoy and look forward to. Learning to be proud of the man that you are. I'm Danny Pullman. I'm a certified life coach. I've been coaching guys on this for several years now, have been in the porn quitting game for years beyond that, and I use this podcast to share what I've learned. This is a movement. It is happening. Join with us and start winning against porn. Hey guys, today we are talking about what to do after you just looked at porn, after you just broke a commitment to yourself, okay? Um, This is an important one (coughs) because there are a lot of thought patterns, a lot of us have learned, that are getting in the way of us getting where we want to get, (laughs) right? That's what this is all about. So what do you do? after you just looked at porn, right? How long uh, is does it take till you get to, like how much time has to pass till you get to feel better about yourself, right? Uh, what I see people do is they look at porn and they usually are beating themselves down in some way, right? And then if there's uh, some kind of streak, that's another thing, right? And it's like, oh, I've lost all progress. And with that streak mentality, then sometimes there's a binge, right? Maybe for a few days in a row or a few weeks, a few times here and there for a few weeks. And then you're off the wagon and then you get back on the wagon, right? There's, there's this wagon that people talk about. What is this wagon? Anyway. Um, and then, you know, if you're religious or a lot of Christians, uh, I work with a lot of Christians then it's, some of them believe you've got to confess to your your religious leader, right? And that's like part of it. There's steps to repentance, right? You got to follow these steps. And now that you looked at porn, you're unworthy of the guidance of the spirit or of the priesthood, or right? Um, or for a certain amount of time, right? Like and then you're worthy again after a certain amount of time. And I just kind of am inviting you to question some of this, right? Because I know that you guys know what I'm talking about if you're listening. And I'm sure that this doesn't sound new to you, right? It probably sounds very familiar. And if it's very familiar, that means it's been a part of the pattern along the way for however long you've been going at this, right? And if it's been a part of the pattern and you're, you are not where you want to be with things, then we need to be willing to look at the existing pattern and question it, right? <laughs> and if we're not willing to do that, then we're going to keep banging our heads against the walls forever, okay? Um, and I know when it's your faith... Some people get really defensive, like, don't mess with my faith and with how my church leaders taught me. But also, like, is it working, right? Like, I'm very interested in what works. And ultimately, if your God, believe, if you believe that your God wants you to learn and grow and change in some way in this life journey and learn to change your habits, maybe specifically stop looking at porn, right? Like if you believe that your God wants that for you, 
then wouldn't he also want you to like do what actually helps that happen? And sometimes the way that we do this in our organizations is not the way that actually helps it happen, right? And I know this because I work with so many Christians who look at porn. There are so many people in the churches doing this and feeling stuck with it. And so if the approach that is being taught in church is really that good and that effective, why isn't it working better, right? It's just, it's a really important question, okay? And I think you can ask these questions without dishonoring your faith or your values. I think it's okay to ask questions like this, and you can still have good standing with your church and with your God, right? That's what I think. Um, What do you choose to think? You actually get to choose, (laughs) okay? So choose something that works. What actually works, okay? Be willing to challenge and question the status quo because the status quo is part of what's keeping you in the results right now that you don't want. So we, we have to be willing to question and challenge the status quo unless we do want to just stay feeling stuck forever, right? Okay, so how do you determine when you get to feel worthy again, right? This, there's this like window after you just looked at porn. How do you determine when you get to feel worthy again? How do you know what that is? Is it just kind of out of your control? Do you think it just sort of happens and comes to you? Is it based on how you feel and what feelings come up, right? So let's kind of look at this. Okay, so first of all, with our brains, thoughts create feelings okay so when you have feelings they're being created by thoughts and those thoughts are optional all right and i know some of you are thinking but i also believe in the spirit and holy ghost and guidance from on high and that that speaks to us through our feelings too and um so how do i sort that out so what i would say is Spend some time just just attributing every feeling that you have to uh, coming from an optional thought that you have. Just spend some time on that side. I think a lot of us uh, in church have practiced the other way so much. And in my experience, the more that I get clear on which feelings are being caused by my own thoughts... I mean, it actually just works really well, first of all, okay? And I see it work with the people I work with. Um, so that's number one, right? But also, I value spirituality and being spiritual and feeling connected to a higher power. I really value that. And I find that the more clear I get with my mind, my human brain, this organ that I think is God-given, the more that I get clear on what that's doing and which feelings are coming from thoughts happening in that organ, the more clear it helps me get with the spiritual side of things. So I don't think it actually takes away from it. I think uh, it can enhance it in a big way. So for me, that's been my experience. I think you can make it what you want it. So if you are, if thoughts create feelings, and if you feel shame after looking at porn, shame or guilt or depression or regret those feelings aren't happening because you just looked at porn. I know some of you are thinking that's heresy. (laughs) 
You can't say that. You feel bad because you did bad things, right? I get it. I've been there. I've thought that. Also, that was some of the thinking that kept me stuck longer. Just saying, okay? So you can keep thinking that. Go ahead. Is it helping you get where you want to get? If not, maybe be willing to look at things a new way here, okay? So thoughts create feelings. So basically, here's what's happening. If this is true, then you're feeling this shame and guilt after looking at porn, not because you looked at porn, but because of your thoughts, okay? So you're not feeling bad because you did something bad. You're feeling bad because you did something that you believe is bad and you're telling yourself is bad and that you're bad for doing it or something along those lines, right? So you decided or you learned that it's bad and you learned to think thoughts that create shame and then you feel bad because you're thinking it's bad, right? And then you think that that thing is bad. Like, how do you know that thing is bad? For a lot of us, it's like, I know it's bad because I feel bad when I do it. But if you f know it's bad by feel because you feel bad when you do it, and you only feel bad when you do it because you've learned to think things that make you feel bad when you do it, do you see where this is leading? It's like a, it's a loop, guys. It's a loop, and around and around we go. And is calling it bad and making ourselves feel so bad about it, is it really helping, right? Is telling yourself you did a bad thing helping as much as you think it is? That's just a really important question. A really, really, really important question, okay? Um, and what if we break out of that loop? What if it's less about, I did this bad thing, and it's like, here's this thing that I can do or not do. Here's how it affects me. Here are the consequences. And we need to clean out all the consequences that are actually from our thoughts, right? A lot of us think that certain consequences come from the porn, but really it's just our thoughts and how we, like, I feel so bad after doing it. Like, so much of that is just your thought patterns in your relationship with yourself, right? And cleaning that out is something that's been so useful for me and my clients to just have way more power over this stuff. Um, so is telling yourself you did a bad thing helping as much as you think it is? I invite you to just really question that, okay? And then also the, uh, oh, and I mean, what would breaking the loop, breaking out of that loop might be, okay, here's this thing, here's the consequences. I've cleaned out all these feelings that I thought were caused by porn that are actually my own thoughts. Okay, so here's the actual consequences. And what do I choose for me? I have options. What do I choose for me? It's not this external right or wrong, good or bad forced on me. It's like, okay, from me, what do I want for me? which is much more powerful because it comes, it's that internal locus of control as opposed to the external locus of control, meaning you're letting it come from you more than ever, basically, right? And we want to find ways to do that. So, um, and then there's all the beating yourself down, right? Like, why do we beat ourselves down so much? Why the beat down? What's the point, right? Is it that we think we deserve it? Because there was the bad thing we did, so we gotta we just deserve to be punished. It's like our stripes are we get seven lashings for the one who looked at porn, right? Um you it, you want to I don't know what. You just feel like you gotta make yourself miserable. Sometimes we're married and 
we think the more we make ourselves look miserable or like we suck in front of that person that somehow it'll help or soften the blow or help them see how much we care and are trying and right but also what helps you actually change and is that helping right so why do we do this why do we do the beat down i think for a lot of people it boils down to you actually want to learn and change and progress i think sometimes we just get caught up in he who suffers most cares the most and even in a lot of cultures like suffering is kind of glorified and you get kind of your status can be increased especially in religious communities um if you're suffering it can increase your status um it's like this glorified thing and so sometimes we do it just for the sake of suffering i think so that's kind of the question for you is do you really want to learn and change and progress right I, in my experience, a lot of the guys that come to me, that's what's really driving things is they actually do. Like ultimately, why are they beating themselves up? Because they think it'll help them learn, change, and progress in some way. Is it helping? Maybe not as much as we think, right? Um, so we'll, we're going to get to something helpful there in a minute. And then the streak, right? If the streak is the only thing you use to measure progress, then yes, you've lost all progress if you broke that streak, right? But what if we stop only using the streak to measure our progress? That's what I do with a lot of my clients. We, we start out by just kind of throwing out the streak and we use other things to measure our progress, right? Um, I think I talked a little bit about that in a recent podcast episodes. So I'm not gonna go too deep on it, but the um, that's just an important thing. What can you measure your progress with if not just that? So if the goal is to learn, then let's learn. Let's actually do it, okay? Judging, in my experience, judging does not help with learning. Spending time punishing yourself does not actually help with learning. It just makes it really painful to look at what happened. So we don't even want to look. We don't even want to look, like, actually look in detail what just happened, okay? So when I have this exercise, I have clients do to examine what just happened when they broke their commitment or went off protocol, as we say it, then a lot of times at first they they have a lot of resistance because it's just so painful to even look at it because there's so much judgment they have. So they can't even like question in a learning sort of way because of all the judgment. The judgment clouds the learning. The shame from the judgment gets in the way. It inhibits learning and openness, Okay. Um, it stops that beginner's mind. It just makes it so painful. So then a lot of us are just like, oh, I'm just going to, I don't even want to think about what happened. I'm just going to recommit get back on the wagon, right? And we don't look that closely at it. We want to kind of skip over looking closely at it. And so making yourself more miserable does not help with learning in my experience. And what if it isn't helping you with your learning as much as you think? Okay, so some people are like, but if I don't judge myself, then how can I know that I am learning, right? It's like they use that as their signal that they're learning. How? Here's the answer. Choose a learning exercise or activity, a specific exercise that is intentional and focused, and use it, go through it, and then move on, okay? Looking backward is only 
useful for this stuff when it's leading to some kind of learning, right? And so if we start having more compassion and not punishing ourselves, then some of us might be, but yeah, am I going to still learn? And yes, let's choose an intentional way to look at what happened, right? And ask some questions. Approach it with the beginner's mind. Um, Looking backward, just for the sake of looking backward or just out of habit or by our default, right, without being intentional, a lot of us do this, it will lead to creating more of the same results, okay, if you're only ever looking backward, especially if it's just with judgment, okay? Looking forward with openness to things being new and different, that creates new results. And then only look backward when you're learning in a really focused way that has lots of curiosity and compassion instead of judgment, okay? So the exercise I have my clients do is called write it down and move on, okay? Where you you learn and you move on. And you do it in a focused way so that party that wants to learn, you're satisfying it, you're showing it, you're getting some reps in. And then you stop looking back after that. You move on, you let it go. And you make a practice of this, okay? So you ask yourself, what exactly happened? And ask in detail, where was I? What did I do? For how long did I do it? Uh, What device and what specific commitments did I break to myself that I have for me? Uh, What Were there any feelings I was trying to escape from uh, when I wanted to go look at porn, right? If so, what feelings and why did I want to escape them? Just get curious, right? Um, did I, how did I interact with the urge? Did I try to resist it, fight it, white knuckle, react to it? Did I try to allow it and process it, right? Which is a skill that helps to basically learn to want porn less and recondition your brain. Um, and write down your answers. See it in the light. Shine a bright light on it with yourself. Drop the judgment. Use curiosity and compassion. And then ask yourself, how can you let this go now? And with these questions, don't worry if you don't have an answer right away. And don't just let your brain go to, oh, don't have an answer, I don't know. Let the questions simmer, especially that last one. How can you let this go now? After you've kind of gone through this learning exercise, how do you want to feel going forward and right now? What serves you best? What actually works? Like if you get to choose how you feel, right now about what just happened? How do you choose to feel, right? Do you choose to keep feeling all the shame? Because it actually is more optional than you realize, okay? And then we practice moving on and we, we don't just go through the motions. We have a beginner's mind and we do this as many times as it takes. We just commit that we are in this till we get where we wanna get and we trust our capacity to learn. We never give up faith in that, okay? We always come back to believing I have the capacity to learn and change if I stick with this and keep practicing. Never give up on that belief, ever, okay? And if you do, it's a lie because we all have the capacity to learn and change. So if you're telling yourself otherwise, it's a lie. There's a lie in there. I just, (laughs) that's how I feel about that. If you think I'm wrong, then let's have a discussion. I'd, I'd love to hear you prove me wrong. What is your focused way to learn and move on? That's my question for you, right? And then as long as you stick to your system, you're progressing. Like, let's have a system in place and have that be our measuring stick instead of 
did I look at porn or not? The streak, right? Have have a system in place, and if you're sticking to your system and coming back to it, even when you miss a thing here or there, right? Then we we just practice trusting that we're progressing, we're learning, and the streak has nothing to do with progress. I mean, be aware of it, right? Useful information to just be aware of. But so many of us have overemphasized it for so long that you might want to just throw it out for a bit and then bring it back in when you're a bit more balanced with how you see and measure your progress. Okay? Measure with something else. Um, I like to think of a video game, right? Like, uh, <laughs> like if you were, were going to set this up as a game, your life or the, your habit change, do you want it to just be set up like Mario, that original Mario Brothers on the original Nintendo where, like, you get as far as you get and you pass the levels, but then if you die, then you're like all the back, all the way back at level one, right? Isn't that how it worked? If I'm remembering right. Um, do we want to set it up like that? Cause we actually get to make the rules for ourselves on this. Or do we want to set it up like final fantasy? I always loved final fantasy. One of those role playing games where they like take forever to work through and, um, and you get to like save your progress along the way, right? And then you never lose your progress and you get to try again and again and you just keep beating new bosses. And then each learn and move on exercise that you do is progress, okay? So it's not like just because you looked at porn again, you're stuck at the same save point in your video game and you can't beat that boss. No, we're beating new bosses all the time. We're not using whether we looked at porn or not as a determining factor in our video game progress, right? You doing the learn and move on exercise is progress, right? You sticking to other parts of your system and getting the reps in, managing your mind is progress, okay? That's not the same boss each time that you're losing to. Make the rules work for you, okay? Um, it's time to move to a pro level here, right? Like. Uh, do we want the high school basketball approach where we lose and the coach throws a tantrum and yells and we all show how bad we feel about losing and, you know, sometimes it's like a real show. And do we want that approach or do we want to go more professional level here and level up how we approach it, right? Where we, we look for failure to be a part of bettering our game, right? We look at film. And we, we want to just keep playing, and we don't throw a big pity party every time we mess up or lose. We just get back in the game, and we have a system in place where we get to regularly evaluate what's going on and learn and trust that we can incrementally improve our game. And we commit to that incremental improvement of our game, and that's what leads to winning, right? Obsessing about winning or losing doesn't lead to winning at the pro level, guys. It really doesn't. Coaches and teams that just commit to incrementally improving themselves at all the different levels along the way just because they're committed to improving in lots of different little ways, they're the ones that win. So we want to set up our game the same way with habit change, okay? Let's not be so obsessed on if we win or lose as much as commit to incremental improvement of your game. Okay? And then that'll take care of the porn thing. And it'll take care of all sorts of other things. You'll start winning at all sorts of things, not just the porn thing when you set it up this way. That's what I got for you today. See you next time. 
Ooh, also real quick, uh, what's this chain breaker thing that Danny's been talking about? Chain breaker? What's chain breaker? Just saying. Have you heard chain breaker? <laughs> Keep your ears out for some fun announcements coming up, okay? If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, I want to invite you to rate it and to share it with one or two people you think can also benefit. The podcast is available on all the platforms, wherever you like finding your podcasts. If you want more information on what I offer, go to dannypullman.com and make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. And remember, we're talking about porn, but this is about so much more than just porn.